Hello friend. Hi everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I'm Peter and that's Connor and we are going to talk about Mr. Robot Season 2 Episode 12. It's called Eps 2.9 underscore python dash part 2.p7z. And uh, this is of course the season finale of Mr. Robot. Well, the second part of the season finale technically, but that's not split hairs. Uh, full spoilers for the episode as follows, and my oh my, we have quite a bit to talk about. So oh, indeed we do. Um, where to begin? Well, let's begin at the start. Let's begin with the opening scene, which replayed a scene from season one. But the scene from season one where Mr. Robot spoke to Tyrell, except this time we see it as Elliot speaking to Tyrell. Yeah. And I actually thought uh, Malik did a really good job of emulating the way Christian Slater speaks. Yes, because it, it's odd, because even though they're the same person, they have distinct, like, identities. And like they say, even the speaking mannerisms are different. You could tell it was Mr. Robot, even though you couldn't see Mr. Robot. Yeah. And that's that's really good. That's really impressive. So that's that's first big point. And, but the scene continued past where we originally seen it. And we see them get out of the car and Tyrell runs out and tells Elliot about a poem that his father used to uh, say to him. As things get very dramatic, there's a storm brewing over the over their heads and it's mm. it feels biblical almost the way these two are standing here and he's like telling them this this old poem. Aye, uh, it, it does. They are they are the gods they, they wish to be. Yeah. Uh so now it, it fits with a lot of the season, which has had flashbacks to either during or pre-season one. Uh, yeah. Not every episode's had it, but a lot of them. So thematically, it ties in very nicely to um, bring us, you know, to a close with season two. So I feel like we could go through their plotline and sequence, but I almost feel like you want to tackle the big stuff. Yeah, I almost feel like it's worth just tackling the the result of it. So last week we sat and we talked about whether Tyrell was in Elliot's head, whether you know he was dead, and so on. We had a lot of theories, we had a lot of thoughts and a lot of things. And this episode was going out of its way to present him as a figment of Elliot's mind, which is and the more it did that, the more I thought, no, nah, he's real. Yeah, the shot where I where I uh, where I was convinced he was real was the shot where Mister Robot appears and they're flanking him on either side of his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. As but, soon as they did that shot, it's like no, he's real. But at the same time, that shot is clearly meant to tell you the opposite. It is. It's meant to go look how their mirror images. They're both there, but yeah. it's just no. Nah, it wasn't having it at that point. Um. But the, the the tell sign, I think, for most people would probably be that if they were both him, then theoretically they could also talk to each other. And that never happens. Um, Tyrell never acknowledges the existence of Mr. Robot, so it actually plays out the way it should. And... Yeah, but you could also ask, like, for people who, like, the idea that he could have been a figment to play along with that, you can still say, well, the whole idea that Elliot thought was one of Mr. Robot's tricks, right? It so brings like, that well, up, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, well, why would he acknowledge it and break the illusion? But we, obviously, when we talked about this, we never thought it was a trick from Mr. Robot. We just thought it was a, a distinct third new personality. Yeah. Which is not what he necessarily thinks. In this episode, he thinks, no, this is a trick from Mr. Robot. This is just something that Mr. Robot's created to fool me. Um, 
But of course, it all turns out to be false. But the great thing about the reveal of him being real is that so he does this whole thing where Elliot goes to the computer to try and stop Phase Two, and we'll talk about what Phase Two is in a minute. But so he he, he goes to stop him, and Tyrell pulls out a gun, and we don't get to see the the scene of those missing three days. And I'm sure there's a lot more in those three days that we're going to keep finding out about because it seems like so much happened in that time. Yeah. But Tyrell specifically says, "You gave me this gun, and you told me to make sure." that this went through his plan and to even, like, stop you from putting a wrench in the works. Yeah, he said, uh, you, you told me to stop anyone, uh, and I didn't realise that. Obviously, I see now you meant yourself. Yeah, yeah. Which, if it was Mr. Robot talking at the time, then it makes sense that he, he specifically said that. Yeah. Um, but the great thing about this, though, is that the first episode of the season had Mr. Robot shoot Elliot. But it's it, such- perfect symmetry isn't it but it had no effect Elliot walks straight back up yeah so as soon as he pulls out the gun if you're still thinking Tyrell's in his head then you're thinking there's no threat here which well, is obviously that's clearly what Elliot's thinking yeah exactly yeah. that's what obviously Elliot thinks as well um, now obviously watching this show you you constantly try and second guess yourself you're constantly trying to outthink what's going on it reminds me a lot of when I watched Lost you were constantly trying to piece things together and if the clues were there, if they weren't there, and so on. And it's perfect because it, it calls back to that first episode, and it, it bookends this season. It gives you a clear beginning and end. Now, admittedly, I, I called that the episode was ending as Elliot was fading to black, and he was seeing Mr. Robot flicker. Um, which, again, if you didn't believe at that point still that Tyrell was real, uh, that kind of proved it. it. Because Mr. Robot was flickering away, but Tyrell was staying there. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that showed you, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that Tyrell is standing there. And even if for some reason you still didn't buy it, the very next scene. Which we're not going to talk about just now. We're going no, to save I that. I, I, I know. Because that's, that's proper meat at the end here that we're yeah. going to get into. Uh, so, no, that scene was very well done. Call back to the start of the season. Uh, great stuff. Great, great forward planning and all that. So to rewind a little bit and talk about phase two. So phase two is actually a lot simpler than we uh, we had even considered because we we were going off on all sorts of tangents last week about science fiction and time travel and experiments. Which I'm still not sure that's not the case. Well, don't, don't get me wrong. I, that doesn't necessarily mean that there is still not stuff to do with that. I still think the uh, the plant that White Rose has got a vested interest in that is possibly the reason why Elliot and Angela are important might yeah. have something there. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying there's definitely going to be a science fiction twist at some point. I think that, and I almost expect more likely, that science fiction themes will be around, but without any actual science fiction things going on. Just kind of like how it's been hitting at it uh, this season. But, that's still, all that stuff we said, and the reason why we said all that is still kind of in play for later. It's just not phase two. Phase yeah. two is actually very simple. Phase two is the destruction of the paper backups of everything they destroyed in the hack to make sure they can't go back. So, a lot simpler. Yeah. Although the, the method of taking them out is actually basically a terrorist attack because it's a bomb. Yeah. Uh, I will say all the stuff we were talking about last week, instead of being phase two, is just if it is something that is happening down the line, is clearly just White Rose on their own, not to do with Elliot and that. I think, you know, like, like if, if it was time travel and White Rose has oh, this fixation with time and if that's to do with the plant, 
it's clearly just not phase two, but maybe it's nothing to do with Elliot at all. Maybe that's a personal thing on her end. I don't think that necessarily means it's got nothing to do with Elliot, because like we said, Elliot and Angela are important to her. Okay, maybe not as directly as, like, it's Elliot's plan. Oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, I I agree with that, but it still has something to do with them, because they were affected by it. And the way she spoke to Angela last week makes me think she has a vested interest in Angela still being involved in this and all all that. Um, But yeah, so that's phase two. So we'll leave... We'll leave Elliot. We'll come back to final scenes later when we see Angela. We'll go to the other stuff. So, <laughs> obviously last week we didn't get to see Darlene. And they left us with that lingering question of who survived. Now, we pretty much guessed what it probably was and who probably survived. I and mean, we were right. It just cuts to Darlene. Like, it just cuts as if, yeah, of course Darlene's alive, but you didn't figure it out. It's almost like he's taunting us. Sam Esmail's taunting us, you know. Like, is. Of, of course she's alive. Don't, why, why were you even speculating? Uh, was the impression I got. And Dom sets her sights on her. And much like the Elliot and Tyrell story, I think we need to skip to the conclusion of this story because it all sort of builds to the ending. It does. It really does. It's one of the, the two big scenes of the episode. Yeah. And so so she, she, she does talk to her and she does, you know... Uh, Shows like shows the the video camera and the, says we've got this evidence. You should start talking to us, and it, it's just a kind of a stalemate because Darlene's not. She's not just playing the fifth. Yeah, she's trying to. She's been told that that's not going to work very well, but. Well, she's not saying anything. All all she's doing is attempting to. Yeah. Yeah, she's stalling. She's stalling and just going around in circles. Um, but of course, the first thing that leads to something interesting is the conversation between Dom and the FBI guy. Because the FBI guy, well, they're, t- they're talking about doing something with Darlene. Uh, we see what that is in a minute, at least the first part of it. But the FBI guy says, we've been planning this for three months. And I want to point that line out, because I think that line is very important. Because that line implies to me there's a definite plan in place. And there's more to it than just them knowing more information than we were currently aware of. Yeah, very much so. It means there's more to this and they've got something that they are have in the works that we may see them try next season. We, we hear her say, obviously, they're waiting. I think they're waiting for something very specific that we just don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know what the trigger is for them to swoop in. So we get a fantastic scene of Darlene being uh, escorted to this room uh, where the FBI are working. And there's a great song playing uh, about a moth going to a flame. Mm. Uh, it's a really good song choice in this actually yeah. Yeah, one, uh, the, where Elliot's at the start yeah the opening choice after the title yeah. is uh, also a good choice but so it's, it's all slow motion it's all the, everyone in the FBI is looking at her and you can you can have, you get the gravity of the situation because this is their like, biggest lead to the 5-9 hack which is as Dom says you know we're both a part of the biggest one of the biggest events in like human history right now yeah uh, so it gives the gravity of that situation that everyone in the FBI is like staring at her as she walks past and they go to a room and they're staring at well, you can pretty much guess what they're staring at they're staring at a, a crime board you know, you, you sort of get that idea right away but you don't, you don't get to see it yet yeah and, you just see the reactions first and Darlene's staring at it and Dom tells her this story about lying in wait and how it's kind of like a python was it a python or a cobra? It was a python. Was a python. That's python. why the name of the episode is Python. Good point. 
I forgot the name of the episode. The name of the episodes. <laughs> I usually they're a lot more nonsensical than this. Honestly, the names of the episodes I always forget what they are because I've got so much extra jargon in them that I just yeah yeah I get it. They go out of my head. But uh, yeah, it's a python. Uh, and she talks about lying awake, like okay, we know who's at the center of this, and we've been waiting to like, you know, go in, but we're waiting for it to everything to fall into place. We have to let everything you know happen. And we don't yeah. know what that trigger is exactly. And we also don't know exactly know who she's talking about. Yeah. Because, obviously, during, during this scene, my, my mind's rushing. I'm like, is she talking about Elliot? Does she know, like, Elliot's the centre of all this? Is, is Are they honing in on him? How much do they actually know? And, obviously, then we get to see the pieces of the puzzle. We get to see the, the red X's over the people who have died. And uh, we see that Ollie... Is probably to blame for a lot of this board. <laughs> like, yeah, I will say their information is not entirely up to date, though. Yeah, go on. Uh, the woman whose house it was, you know, that, that Darlene killed, mm-hmm. she was on there, but without a cross to it. Well, they did quite a good job of disposing the body. They probably suspect, they did, but, but but yeah, their, their information is not entirely up to date. Is is all like so? Can't trust everything on the board. Oh, no, that's fair. Um. But the, the whole the whole thing like it shows you different faces. It gets to Darlene, and then you watch the camera. It you know it goes across the line, and it says sister. So you know you're getting to Elliot. You see sister just before it closes. It uh, zooms in on Darlene as well, and it focuses on Elliot. But then the shot goes from behind Darlene, and it goes up overhead and down to see the board, and you see Tyrell also in the middle. Yeah, that that equals on this board. Yeah, exactly. Which. And again, this is right before the scene where we confirm that he's real. So if you're still thinking they might be the same person, well, I mean, technically, if they've got pictures of both of them, then some something's askew. But then, of course, we also said that maybe he's only a figment since the death, yeah. which would still lead to having two pictures. But you know, if you're still thinking that at this point, it you know, you that would send your mind racing possibly. But now, admittedly, I did go back and I looked at the the board. You know, paused it, had a, had, a mm-hmm. good, had a good scan of it. And uh, under Tyrell, or above Tyrell, it specifically says wanted... For the 5-9 uh, hack. For the 5-9 hack. It doesn't say anything over Elliot, right? Which would indicate maybe they do mean Tyrell. Perhaps. But at the same time, Elliot's right under there with them. They're, they are on a joint line and everything spirals outwards from them. They are equally the centre of the board. Yeah. But what I think works really well about this is that the FBI, Dom, everyone at the FBI, not a single one of them has ever mentioned anything about Elliot all season. Mm. Not once. Which is... And Tyrell obviously has been the, 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 the main suspect that's been all over TV. He's the famous suspect. Which is why as soon as they started talking about we know who we're looking at, we're just waiting... As soon as she said that, I thought Elliot, because that's the one that makes the most impact here. Yeah. Because Tyrell has been the obvious suspect the entire time. Absolutely. So, that's what my thought is there. I, I don't, I mean... Yeah, I, I really like the whole Python metaphor, because obviously it works with as the FBI, but it also works for both us and Sam Esmail as well. Because obviously the, the whole thing with the metaphor is they're just lying in wait, just just waiting. They can go up for a whole year without eating, and it's like uh, it's like we we we've went so long just waiting for a reveal. Like 
Like some people have complained this season that the cliffhangers from last season took far too long to get to, such as Tyrell, which obviously we finally got the answer to tonight. But it's it has been an entire year hmm. that we were waiting for that. Yeah. Um, so that's that scene. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's probably probably more nuggets you could probably get from that board if you really examine it and go through it frame by frame. And I'm sure someone will. Someone will give it a yeah. go. Um, let's head over to Joanna. Mm, and, okay. And again, we we actually called what the who the person was last week, uh, and it's Knowles of course, um, who lost his wife to Tyrell. But we get a different spin on it here. Joanna goes to confront him and he uh, reveals that she was pregnant and he mm. found out about it the day that she died. The, the, the yeah. morning of. And they, they got that sonogram that day and uh, Joanna goes full-on terrifying mode. She goes full-on terrifying mode and says... I can't remember the exact phrase. There was a lot of swearing as well, but it was it was basically "I'm glad her and her fetus is dead." Was the yep. gist of it? <laughs> I think it was "f her and her effing fetus." Yes, and Noel snaps and starts beating the everlasting crap out of her and choking her and all sorts. And the entire time, in my head, all I was thinking, she wants this. Yep. This is what she wants. And then she has two scenes in this episode. It's this scene which is goes from very devastating to very disturbing. And then she has the scene with her boyfriend. And all of a sudden it's like, wait, so this is why you've been with him the entire time? Because yeah. he, he can change his statement and implicate him. Because he's, he's in a position where he could be a witness to this. She sure plays the long game, doesn't she? She does play the long game. And of course, now he's went nuts and beat the crap out of her. And she's, it's, her face is just a mangled mess after this attack. So he's just done this to her. And then there's a witness saying, oh, he came down from the roof looking, you know, suspicious that yeah. night. You know, this, this, all, this all works. She is an evil mastermind genius person. She really is. This, is. this has been her game plan. Um, and yeah. actually, I almost wonder how how long she's known it was him, because in the last episode, she got the picture of the sonogram, and she said it was the best gift she'd gotten. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's because that told her who it was, or she realised this was how she can get him to snap. I think it was that. Yeah. I, I think she didn't know that she was pregnant until then. And that's when she put the final pieces together. And she was like, right, I've mm. got him. Yeah. I love the line where she's like, you're, you're grieving over this woman for a, what, three months or whatever it was. And uh, it was just that she'd been pregnant and was still going off to have sex with her husband. Like at any time that night. Yeah. Um, no, it's really, uh, Really, this it is a really sort of devastating, and then quickly it turns disturbing with what she says, but then it turns disturbing more so with him beating the crap out of her. So uh, that's that's that plot thread, uh, and that's your three main plot threads. That's basically all of your. There's no White Rose, there's no Philip in this half of the finale, but that of course leads us back to after the shooting. Yes, after we fade to black. 
After we fade to black, after Mr. Robot flicker, flickers away and Elliot fades to black. Angela, who have not seen this half of the episode. But it, actually, this, this for me is the one thing that makes this a two-parter. Because all of her... Everything leading up to Angela in this scene was in the first half of this yeah. finale. So that's what makes it feel like a two-parter to me. Oh, that said, though, I didn't, I didn't feel like it felt like... It didn't felt like it was hindered from it because it's because the show has been so serialized in nature anyway. Well, that that, but also had even the fact that it had an opening flashback made it feel like its own episode compared yeah. to you know because a lot of the episodes have opened that way, so it just it felt natural. Yeah. But so she Angela gets a phone call from Tyrell, mm. and Angela answers. I can't remember the exact phrase, but she she names him. She knows who it is. She's like Tyrell. Yeah, so like, oh, I've been waiting for this. Yeah, but maybe for this call. call. Yeah, and some people are going to misinterpret this because for a brief second, my head did like, wait, did she know him? <laughs> like for for a brief second, but mm. obviously the conversation as it went, it made it clear that that wasn't the case. It made it clear that she was expecting this call because of White Rose, because she is now on board with White Rose, as is Tyrell. Tyrell's in the Dark Army. They're involved in Phase Two. Yeah, obviously, and he's calling her to get help for Elliot. Because she says, I should be the first person that he sees when he wakes up. So we know Elliot's not dead. And of course he's not dead, because the, the show it's would the be. the show, yeah. yeah. Um, but but the, the interesting part of the scene for me, obviously it's interesting that Angela's going, is this deep in that, you know, come season three, she's going to be, like, working with Tyrell and Elliot. Like, it, it also makes my mind tick a little bit on the time travel stuff again. Did White Rose know that this exact thing was going to happen? Mm. I mean, surely she could just deduce that this was a possibility and she had Angela there as a backup. But Angela seemed to think it was an absolute certainty that she was going to get this call. She's like, I've been waiting for this. I knew I knew that they told me you'd call. All right, yeah, well, I took that as, like, you know, this was a few hours later and White Rose had told her in that time that Tyrell was going to call. Oh, okay. See, she- I thought... I, I thought maybe White Rose had told her and given her all this information in the meeting. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I took it as uh, they've been in contact like since the shooting, mm. and Tyrell's been in contact with White Rose, and it's been set up. Now, it could be more science fiction than that, but that's how I took it. I took it as more of a normal thing. Fair enough. I, I took it as like maybe, not at this exact time, but maybe like White Rose had told her in that meeting, this this might happen. Like Elliot might react in this way. And this might have to happen, and then you will be needed. Yeah, but it said, but Angela sounds so sure of what just happened, though. She says, um, "You she did should. what you had to do." Yeah, and it's like, um, "Oh, you did what you need- be the first one that he sees when when he wakes." Yeah, up. I said that, but the line before that, she says, "I, you did what you needed need to be done." She says that line, which yeah. says she knew exactly what had just happened. So mm. to me, that was this was information she got after it happened. But yeah, this is why I was thinking still that could have been told before, like. Basically, if Tyrell phones you, like, off this number, then uh, this is what's happened. This is the only reason he'll ever phone you. Oh, right, okay. Right, that could be a contingency. That, that's, that's fair. That that was how I personally took it, but I could be completely wrong on that. I don't think it really matters. It doesn't actually affect much one, one way or the other. Not unless it is the time travel route. Well, yeah, obviously, if that's the case, <laughs> then yeah, it, it completely... But no, if, if it's just a case of White Rose understands because mr robots you know elliot as mr robot said look i might resist at some point like 
Unless this has been a clear thing, because we know that he's told Tyrell this. Yeah, it's going to backup plan for Tyrell, and I feel yeah. like White Rose knows more than Tyrell does. Yeah, possibly. Um, but, yeah, but the, actually, the, the highlight of the scene for me, though, is uh, Tyrell saying that he loves Elliot. Mm. And then Angela says, of course, uh, I love him too. Um, <laughs> because I'm like, those that must have been three epic days. Like, those three days, they must have been <laughs> holding hands, running down a beach, you know, all sorts of shenanigans must have been going on. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, I, I feel like, I feel like it, it adds a lot of depth to Tyrell's character for me. Because even See, even though he always felt like he was he was connected to Elliot before, it's just this idea that he loves him. Like they've got like he's at he's at that point. I get that a lot of it could have developed before that three days though. Like they had such uh, like a, a respectable rivalry sort of thing, like beforehand. Like they Connor, I wasn't being serious about the three days having. No, no, but but obviously something happened in that three days still. Well, yeah, it did, but. Obviously, whatever what it was building to culminated in those three days, but I, I, yeah, what I was really meaning was just him expressing his feelings like that is something that Tyrell never does. Ty- Tyrell's always been someone who hides what he's feeling, except when Joanna's around. Except when Joanna's around, but now he's not even like Elliot brings up Joanna. Oh, she's been looking for you, and he's basically like, yeah, but this is important. And he basically shrugs it off, like yeah, he does, like whatever. Um, I mean, maybe his motivations are still to prove that he is worthy of, you know. Yeah, because obviously she was always the the mastermind of the two. And it feels like maybe this is his way of showing that he can be up there too. Well, I'm not. I'm thinking specifically of the scene where she disowns him, basically. Mm. Uh, in season one, after the baby's born, she says, uh, maybe you shouldn't be a part of this family anymore. You know, like, he was specifically, like, basically, not dumped, but... But but he already uh, had had the meeting with Mr. Robot at that point, right? Which one? You know, the one that we saw at the start of this episode. With, oh, yeah, with that was before, so, yeah, that was that So was he was already kind of in on it and going in this direction before well, yeah, that yeah, happened. He, he, was all, all, he was always intrigued. But if you remember, the motivation for that whole thing that leads to that three-day gap is, this, is that scene. Yeah. He goes to see Elliot. That night, where where they when they and they go to the arcade because of that scene, that is yeah. the the triggering point. That is the motivation. He was always curious about the stuff, but the reason why he's in this deep now is because of that scene. That is the starting point. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so yeah, that's that. Um, <laughs> so no, very intriguing scene. Uh, I hope I hope they don't jump ahead too much at the start of next season. I actually really want to see. Maybe, admittedly, maybe we'll jump ahead and then we'll get a flashback like we've done this season. But I really do want to see Elliot waking up and seeing Angela. It's something I definitely want to see. But like you said, I can see them jump forward and saving it. <laughs> maybe we'll get it in season four. I mean, who's to, who's to say yeah, this point? Yeah. Maybe we'll, I think we'll get those three days in like season six. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, to be fair, Sam Asmiel did say that he thought this, the show would run four or five seasons. So Okay. Alright, well, season five then. So six is off the table, is what I'm saying. Um, for now. For now, yeah, until I decide. Oh, yeah, mate, you know, I've just yeah, thought of like. You say that, this was supposed to be ten episodes. Which it technically was. Well, well. 
kind of. It was just, it was just, two, just some of the episodes were really long. That's all. <laughs> I mean, technically yes, but was, also they were not. Yeah, well, well, like you said, like you said, while this was technically a part two, it felt like its own distinct episode. It has a flashback to open it. It has everything. This was its own episode for all intents and purposes. Hey, hey, season one was Eps. Uh... 1.0 to 1.9 and this was 2.0 to 2.9 done same same number of episodes i mean technically <laughs> technically you're Te- gonna get really technical on it sure I, but still i will um but of course that's not the last scene because we had a post-credit scene mm, once again yes and trenton and mobley uh have changed their names. They're working uh, just a, a regular job in a different city. There's, there's palm trees. Yeah, it seems to be like LA or something. Yeah. Although they mentioned the rent was cheap. I don't think rent's cheap in LA, is it? Maybe in certain areas. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's... Uh, do you get palm trees in Florida? Yeah, I think so. Seems like the sort of place you might. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> so maybe Florida. Florida's more of a dump than... Uh, LA, yeah, from my understanding. True. So, um, but we may have just insulted a lot of people. Uh, apologies, Florida is quite big. Apologies to, to Florida for that statement. But from what I understand, uh, it's lower in the the. Uh, it's a dump. But anyway, um, so Mobley and Tretton are having this conversation, and Tretton's wanting Mobley to listen about this idea, where it seems she thinks that they can reverse the hack, that they can. Mm-hmm in some way restore all the information that was deleted in the the hack, which is really interesting because that makes them, like, if they were scared of the Dark Army before, like, them possibly reversing something they're continuing with Phase 2 is like, you know, like, it's a sure way to get killed. And then, as luck would have it, Leon... (laughs) The magnificent bastard walks into the scene and is like, "Hey, do you have the time?" And I'm like, "Hmm, we know he can go nuts and like slice like a room full of people." Yeah, you know, and you know, this means the Dark Army is very aware of Trent and Mobley. They've been following them. Knows yeah, exactly what's going on. I mean, I have no idea what Leon's intentions are in this scene. What his next move is, but he, whatever it is, he is an agent for the Dark Army. Or at least yeah. he was. I mean, for all we know, next season we could get a series of flashbacks where he went rogue. But as far as we know, he's still an agent for the Dark Army. Yeah. So, interesting. I, I, it's set up, it answered a lot of things. It answered where they went. It, you know, it answered what Phase 2 was. It answered who survived the shooting. But it left us with a lot of other big, big questions. That's the thing. I can see people complaining, saying, oh, a whole season we still haven't got answers. I thought we did get a lot of answers. Well, it's funny. I compared it to Lost earlier, and uh, I will bring up Lost again. I heard this every single season of Lost. Every time we got to finale, oh, they didn't answer enough things, or oh, you know, there's still too many questions. I'm like, that's the show. You yeah. take that away, and what are we watching for? Hmm. So I, I don't really quite get that complaint. Now, you could argue that maybe you think uh, the whole line in wait... Which is, you know, the, the whole Python thing of lying in wait. Maybe the season was lying in wait too long. You know, we're in the prison too long. And I think we maybe kind of were. Like, I think maybe 
you know, they, they went to episode uh, like eight, I think, out of twelve, seven, maybe seven or t- yeah, yeah, it was around then. You know, maybe it should have been a few episodes before. Yeah, sure, we can nitpick, but no, I I like the season as a whole. I mean, that's something we should probably do actually is talk about the season as a complete yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean. And what what we think season three? Where, where do we think that's going? And let's keep crazy ideas of time travel and sci-fi. Right. Out, okay. But, let's keep it straight. Because as much as that's fun to talk about, I don't necessarily think they're going to do that. And don't get me wrong. If they start playing back to the future music again, my crazy theories will return. <laughs> that said, my 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 uh, discussion of the theme of uh, erasing from existence and taking that from Back to the Future, I still think that's in play. I still think that's very well. I think much they there. kind of did that to a degree with the hack. Anyway, they erased history essentially, and if they delete, <laughs> like, destroy all the hard copies, that's also what they're doing. They're erasing history of all of this stuff. That's very true. And by proxy, they're deleting their own history. We see Elliot do it like all the time in season one, where he wipes his web presence. You know all that stuff. He has no online history. But like Marty McFly, they'll always fight to stay alive. They'll always fight to keep it. Exactly. Um, I still, I still think it will play out more throughout the entire show with Elliot himself. Yeah, like, I'm I, saying that that idea has yeah. been explored to a degree. But um, you know, and much like finding a way, now Trent and Mobley maybe have a way to reinstall all that there. You know, they, mm. they have a way to save the the history and save the thing from being wiped from existence. But um, so, season three. Or actually, season two first. What was as a whole, as a whole, season two. I think, I think when we look back on this show as a whole, right, and we look back at season two and what season two's purpose was, it it does feel like a transitional season. That's that is the exact word I was going for there. Because I feel like it's setting up a lot of really different things for season three, and this. And as a result, I, I feel like maybe that's why some people will feel unfulfilled with this season, because instead of... Because season one, I think, in and of itself, was more of a complete story. Because it was yeah, all... Yeah, it was. We're doing this hack, we're all building to this hack, hack is done in the last episode. And sure, in the last episode, they opened up a lot of questions. They asked a lot of questions, but for the most part, it did have a beginning, middle, and end. Whereas this season, it was playing with a lot of strings and a, a lot of... Uh, threads it was kind of like it was two acts instead of three because it is there's two distinct parts to the season there's the the prison and post prison yes and obviously we never get the whole thing feels like it's meant to be building to phase two right that's what act three is but we never actually quite get to it we stop just before yeah, so, I mean, presumably Phase 2 might happen even before the next episode. We, we might come back in and, like, Elliot Perel's will wake, executed, yeah, whatever, yeah. Yeah, Elliot will wake up and it'll be like, oh. But, I mean, the crazy theories about what's going on at that plant and why Angela's so important and all that and what White Rose is really up to in the grand scheme of things, you know, the reason why I think that's so mysterious now is because she did convince Angela. In one conversation that we haven't seen all of, she managed to make her into like a true believer. Who twenty-eight is, minutes? That's it. Yeah, and she is now like an agent of the Dark Army. She's an agent yeah. for White Rose, and like, what could she have said to her? And th- that's obviously one of the big things we're going to be exploring next season. It has to be. It actually intrigues me as to if she convinces a lot of people that way, like 
take Leon for example. Why is he with the Dark Army? Like, because what what what's his like motivation? Obviously, we don't really know much about him. But did uh, White Rose ever sit him? Maybe he got less time. Maybe he got two minutes. Maybe you know. yeah. But did does she allot a certain amount of time to? Well, she even sa- she even says that twenty eight minutes is longer than she would ever normally give someone. Yeah. So. I feel like Angela got much more time than anyone else did. Definitely. But Angela believes in this goal. Whatever White Rose is planning, whatever her ultimate endgame is, Angela believes in it and she thinks it's important. She's all in. The real question is, does she know what the true goal is or just what White Rose wants her to think it is? Honestly... I feel like that's something that once we know what Angela knows, I can give you an answer to that. Right now, I think it's more interesting to assume that White Rose has actually just been honest with her. Mm. It feels like something White Rose would do as well. Yeah, because she thinks she's important. Yeah. I've just, I'm assuming the reason the Dark Army is so invested in the hack in Phase 2 is so they can clear the records of their involvement in the plant. Do you think that's it, or if there's anything more? Because they don't have this. Like, F Society had this like social cause, right? Yeah, yeah. And the Dark Army were never in it for that. Yeah, there's definitely an ulterior motive there, and um, it could just be erase the tracks, but I don't know. It feels like it's extreme just for something like that. I feel I feel like it's more to do with they they think Elliot's important and they're following mm. Elliot's plan, so. Yeah. It's almost like whatever Mr. Robot's got planned, like, like... But then it, it begs the question, what did Elliot slash Mr. Robot do to convince them that this plan was worth investing? Even even if White Rose thinks Elliot is special, what made them invest in this plan? Because it's pretty severe and paints them as a target. Especially White Rose, who has an alter ego as a, as a high-ranking government official. I'm going to say something here that having this conversation has made me believe is true. Go on. At some point, Elliot was in a room with White Rose the same way Angela was. Okay, but you think it went differently? Well, yeah, but I think... uh, When I say Elliot was in the room, I don't necessarily mean it was Elliot in control at the time. No, no, when I say it went differently, do you think it kind of got a, a similar result to how it went with Angela or if it did the opposite where uh, White Rose believe like what we saw Angela came out believing in White Rose do you think when it went the other way like, White Rose came out believing in Elliot maybe it could be that Mr. Robot believes in White Rose although the way he talks about the Dark Army and White Rose doesn't necessarily it's sound very like contemptuous isn't it yeah which which again brings me back to did Elliot have a third personality that we spoke about when you know when he talked to Angela and Angela was like that first time I, I found you like that and I found you at the museum who were you talking to was it your dad then and he's like I don't know like that yeah clearly, that's still not ruled out yeah that opens that door for a third personality at some time who <laughs> may have started the Dark Army for all we know I don't know yeah oh so many questions so many questions so many things that to possibly explore next season. Obviously, the FBI and Dom aren't going anywhere. They're going to be a big part of it. Darlene's in custody, and she's not going to be uh, out of custody unless they wanted to use her as bait or something. I don't know. 
I can see them doing that. Yeah. Like that's the whole way that they're waiting and taking Darlene off the table, so to speak, makes it. That's kind of forcing their hand, isn't it? It's forcing Elliot and Dark Army Tyrell to play their hand. But I almost wonder if, like, because Elliot doesn't know that this yet. Elliot does not know that Darlene's in custody or what happened to Cisco. Right, this is all unknown yeah. to him. When he finds out, does he make a play? Does he say, look, we ain't doing a goddamn thing until I hack into the FBI and we get my sister out? <laughs> like, see, that's what my mind jumps to, that he'll do, which is why I can see the FBI letting her go, because hmm. they, why would they, if they're waiting for something, why would they want to, to trigger Elliot, so to speak? Why, why do they want to give him an excuse to come for them and find out what they know? Yeah, um, I, I think one thing we'll hope for, and we're probably going to get next season after this season, is a lot more Tyrell next year because Tyrell yeah. was missing like all season. Yeah. So, I will say I like that the FBI had the common sense to keep everything to paper. Mm. And like it, they know Elliot's involved, they know it's a hack. Let's not put anything digital. Yeah, yeah, they they made that choice at some point, which. Yeah. Is particularly interesting because obviously Elliot hacks into the FBI earlier and you know finds stuff out. Anything that he's found is something they've wanted to, or they've been okay with him being fi- with him finding. Yeah, I, it makes me wonder if because the stuff they leak is like a conference call, if you remember. Yeah, uh, and it makes me wonder if the people on that conference call actually have all the information, like. Dom and the people she's working with are the ones actually invest doing the investigation. Like they're they're the ones that have lately made this call not to put this on computers and stuff. Yeah. So I, I don't necessarily think it's an FBI wide thing where. But there is a massive amount of agents on this case. There was like what was it a few thousands. On well, this yeah, case. yeah, but they're, they're not all in the, in those rooms with Dom and actually mm. working this shit stuff out. They're they're you know they, they'll be doing stuff that they're just doing part of the puzzle somewhere you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, but, no, you're right. That was actually a really smart move. I didn't even think of that, but you're right. They, they kept that off the computers because they knew they were dealing with hackers. So, yeah, yeah, keep it on paper. Uh, old trusty, old trusty pen and paper. Can't can't hack that. Nah, just, just blow it up. Uh, yeah, you can blow it up, sure, but can't hack it. Um, it's the thing with paper. It, it burns very easily. Uh... So I am very intrigued by season three, and I wonder. I, I'm going to say no because I don't think he'll do it again. But you know, would they make another play like the prison next year? And not necessarily the exact same thing where he's one place and we think he's somewhere else. But you know, a big deception. Do you know what? The th- if they do, I'm going to call it now. What it would be? Well, okay, go. Elliot's in a coma for the first couple of episodes. That feels so obvious, though. It does. But, again, prison stuff, once it starts, is obvious. True. True. It's it's these things... Even, to a degree, Mr. Robot being uh, being Elliot was obvious. It we, we, we was called very early on in, in Season 1 by most people watching. True, true, true. I, I have a hard time seeing how the... I think it would just be frustrating if they do that next year, because obviously the way it'd have to work, much like the prison stuff this year, is that Elliot would be off on his own away from everyone else. And I think just as 
a piece of enjoyment, it just wouldn't be that enjoyable to watch again. Like, because we'd know, oh, he's disconnected from everyone. Um, you know, it'd be the same thing again from us as a, as a from a viewer's perspective. It'd be just a re- better the, repetition. The, the only way I can see them playing it is so in a coma, you can still hear things, right? You can't respond, but your brain can still can still hear and interpret. So what if his, what if they obviously yeah well that, that's a fact you can hear things when you're in a coma, not all the time but like depending on your state you can that's why certain people talking or certain songs can bring people out of comas. So what if he can hear them discussing and his brain processing it in the coma kind of pieces it together and that's what we see at first. So like a reconstruction of things within his mind. Would the entire episode be in his mind? Yeah, for like one episode. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, honestly, I think try to predict exactly what yeah, it's, Esmail's it's... got planned is probably... Uh, I think, I think the, the, the thing we can say is the things we want to see answered slash explored are whatever White Rosie's plan is post-phase two, why Angela and Elliot are so important, why Angela has devoted herself to this now so quickly... And of course, what the FBI is going to do, and uh, and I'm sure we will get answers. Maybe not to all of those in season three. Maybe some of them will have to wait a bit more. Well, I. Uh, but yeah, look and, uh, forward to it a lot. Can't believe we're gonna wait so long. Yeah, now now we wait the year. So, uh, of course, let us know in the comments what you thought of the episode, uh, your thoughts and theories and everything, <laughs> like. You know, um, like and subscribe and all that jazz. It helps us out a lot. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz. Of course, remember that we're doing a bunch of new shows that are all starting uh, right now over September and October. Uh, the big one for most people like Mr. Robot, the one that probably appealed to you the most is probably Westworld that's coming at the start of October from HBO. But, but I'd also recommend checking out Quarry. Yeah, Quarry's pretty good. That's from Cinemax and that, that kind of came out of nowhere. Um... Really well directed. But, yeah, so check out all that stuff, guys, because um, it's been a weird and wonderful season of Mr. Robot. Uh, so many questions. So, yeah, I, I guess that wraps up another season. And we'll, we'll be back for season three next year. So, thanks Bye. very much. Thanks very much for watching, guys. Uh, keep watching TV. We'll see you next time.